Welcome to another episode of the Traveling Hoopers podcast. I am your host, Alan Pettigrew. I'm going to go ahead and let these two guys introduce themselves. Um, Welcome to the new year. Uh, I'm Calvin McGowan here doing well. Welcome to the new year. I'm Philip Dixon, um, (laughs) a.k.a. Happy New Year. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> How's it going, right? No, that uh, might be the worst one yet. Listen, it was. There's no ifs or buts about it. It was because like, I almost said AKA Nat Turner, but I want to share if that was disrespectful or not. I don't see the disrespect in. <laughs> I don't even want to. Like, I want to share if it's disrespectful for me to serve, like, for me to refer my, uh, to myself as him. Uh, like, is that disrespectful to him? <laughs> like, like that's how little I think of myself. No, I'm joking. Okay. Oh, this one left. Right. See, we do the lead-ins before the intro now. I mean, after the intro, we're special. But uh, <clears throat> first topic of the day is Steph Curry and his 62 points. And I kind of, I don't want to, <clears throat> I don't want to knock Steph for having like this, this career high. Because it is crazy. Not too many players get to 60 points, let alone 62. He was shooting phenomenally. He's averaging, what, like 32 points for the season. Like, he's 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 doing everything he can to make sure the Warriors are at least putting some product on the court that is valuable for anybody who would, who would like to watch NBA basketball. That is, that is what he's doing, and he's doing it extremely well. But he did that against the Blazers, and I refuse to be, like, happy or excited that you got 62 on the Blazers. Like, some, like, I don't think that will, that won't be the last time a superstar or anybody puts up crazy numbers against the Blazers, especially if they're a perimeter player. Like, they don't got nobody that can stop them. I get it, Dame and CJ are, like, better defensively than they were, like, three or four years ago, but they're still kind of awful. Like, there's there's a lot of, like, physical, physical freaks or just, like, extremely talented guards at those two guys' positions that on a nightly basis, somebody's going to give you 30. And they don't have, like, anybody else that can really, like, slow them, like, a perimeter player down. So... Steph 62 is really amazing, but I can't get over seeing how bad this group of guys are, especially on the perimeter, that it it really makes me hard to be extremely happy for these 62 points. Because at some point, I'll, I, I know he just kind of has like some, some, <clears throat> some like ridiculous shots or he's putting off some crazy... Uh, He's he's pulling off something crazy just because he can. Yes, he is Curry, but the Blazers are really bad, and they don't have a single person that can guard them. They're, you know, what I was thinking about earlier. You know, they cashed in on Gary Trent Jr. making a leap and being their third, their third guy. They really had to at this point because there's no there's no signings that they did where you can like justify that they. They wanted to get better. Is this a 
just transitioned from uh, Steph Curry tape to a bashing Blazers tape pretty quickly. Oh, it's the oh same, this was it's both. The same this thing. was both. I feel like you. Can, I feel like you can't. You can't celebrate Curry sixty two, but when you like look at it, like in the context, it's like, of course somebody was gonna look. Well, somebody was going to spank them like this, this year. Like inevitably, yeah, but not that many people have went off like that against the Blazers guard, guard-wise, have like truly gone off. I mean, like not like 30, whatever. I mean, like 62 gone off to the Blazers. Like, CJ and Dame have been together for f- five, six years now, something like that, and no one's really gone off like that against them um, up until this point. But with Steph Curry going off as he did, it did re-remind me of why I disliked Steph Curry so much. <laughs> like, like it really, like, like it, it, like it, like uh, brought up. Well, I thought I was having deja vu. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, this is, oh, this is, this feels, this feels. I feel like I've been here before, and I have. Whenever Steph Curry gets hot, he starts doing airplanes down the court, and he starts shooting down the court, and he start. I'm like, that's why I hate you. <laughs> like, like that, that's why That's why I dislike you so much, because, you know, when people go off, like, when LeBron goes off, LeBron just mean mugging. LeBron might hit his chest, and that's, LeBron, uh, Kobe went off, Kobe over here just, just, uh, you know, mean mugging, just, you know, stoic. Uh, you know, Dame go off, Dame over here just waving goodbye to people. You know what I mean? Steph Curry go off and it's just, ugh. <laughs> like I don't want. I don't. I truly think I just don't like his swag. Like, <laughs> first of all, never mind. I'm not gonna con this man like this. I, I was ready, but I really think at the end of the day, I just don't like the way. I don't like his swag. It's like on on the court and how he like carries himself on the court. Like, yeah, he carries himself fine, but like I like people who like. He's a little too goofy for me. To be really honest, like, and that's all. That's all personal. That's all personal. Like, he's a little too goofy for me. Um, but you can't discredit anyone from scoring sixty-two points, no matter they're in the NBA. Like, no matter what, you can't discredit no one from scoring sixty-two points. At the end of the day, the ball had to go through the hoop. I just hate the fact that when his ball goes through the hoop. He's sliding on the ground. He's doing airplanes on the court. No, 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 no. Act like you've been there before. You've been there before. You've been close to there before. But act like you've been there before. And he was just like, nah, nah, nah. You know, they point wide on his back. He's screaming. Ah! You know, like, who? what's going on now? <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, like, have fun. But my God, you seem like me. I really appreciate that the first seven minutes of this is just just unnecessary Curry slander. It is it's nothing against you, bro. Like, Steph Curry, except yeah, 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 it's nothing against you. Steph Curry ruined the game of basketball because look, because I coached today middle school, and this is a couple days a day after Steph Curry went off, and. Once again, this is a reminder of why I hated Steph Curry. It's because kids that I'm coaching are taking are taking ill-advised threes in transition and ill-advised threes in the wrong aspects of the game 
because they watched Steph Curry do it the day before. And it's like that's just bad basketball. And it's hard for people to realize kids, high schoolers, college kids. It's hard to realize, or it's hard for people to realize that they're just not Steph Curry. And Steph Curry can only shoot the balls because he's the balls he does because he is Steph Curry. But like, not everybody else can do that. But everybody else thinks they can do that. So all of a sudden, everybody else starts playing bad basketball because those are bad basketball shots unless you're Steph Curry. But in 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 that translates, you see it all the time. Alan, Alan, you 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 watch playing high school basketball. I know you see it. It's just bad basketball. Unless you're Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, you should not be shooting a three on the fast break. Like, like that's that's not a good basketball. That's not a good basketball shot. If it's if obviously the, it depends mm. on the situation, yeah. but more times than not, for sure, you should be shooting a layup over a three on a fast break. Like more times than not, for sure. Um, mm. And Steph Curry made people be like, no, no, no. If the ball is in the uh, paint, pass that thing back out for a three, always. And it's like no, that's not good. That's not that's not that's not that's not genuine. That's not generally say generally good basketball. And that's why like in 2014, 15, 16, when Steph Curry was you know you know before Kevin Durant, when Steph Curry was getting all the praise, and everyone was like, oh my gosh, I just saw the way his game translated to the rest of the world, like to the everyday people. And I was just like, nah, this ain't a cheat. Mm-hmm. And his one game where he went off on a bad team. Let's get this right, a bad team. His one game, because Curry will break down, because this is still early in the season. The one the one game he went off early in the season, I'm already seeing it again. And I'm just like, oh, this is this is the downfall of basketball again. <laughs> like, this is the downfall of basketball IQ. Bring back the athletic guards. I don't want nobody else that can shoot in his uh <clears throat> in his upcoming draft. <laughs> give me all the Jalen Suggs. Oh <laughs> don't give me nobody else. Philip, what you got? What do you mean what I got? You want to talk about the Suns or something? Oh, um, I don't, I don't even know what you said, Sunday, Calvin. Uh, I, okay, so I'm surprised the Zion Williamson's height <laughs> train is already departed. And it's, it's not there anymore. Even though he's like very good. Like, 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 and I think very good is, like, an understatement, honestly, for this guy. Like, he's really, really good. But for some reason, I have theories, but for some reason, the hype that he had last year is already gone and transitioned to, you know, LaMelo Ball or whatever. And it just surprises me that it's already gone. I mean, I... Even the Pelicans, small market, um, the media is always trying to find the newest, best story. So no one's, uh, you know, no one's uh, story can last that long, I guess, in terms of the longevity, really, unless you're LeBron. But even LeBron started on 2003 before all this, you know, 24-7 news cycle of sports media was around. So he had a chance to develop what he was in the buff before, you know, this, this atmosphere uh, became what it is today. But I just assume Zion would happen a couple years, but like it hasn't. Like even like even on plays that he did last year that would be like blowing up on House of Highlights or ESPN, he's doing the same plays this year and nothing is 
nothing's being shown because people are too focused on or the media is focusing us on other things. And so it just surprises me that, you know, that that train's already departed from the station uh, in uh, in the aspect of the Zion hype. Yeah. No, I, that's actually really, <clears throat> really surprising considering he's averaging like 20 and 10. Oh, like, <laughs> like a really oh, good team. Second year player averaging 20 and 10. Yeah, let me see. I, and the Pelicans were four and two. Like <laughs> they're not bad either. You know what I mean? They lost to a really good Suns team, and they lost to who did they play Christmas Christmas Day? Who did they play Christmas Day? Uh, let me see. Let me look that up. Quick. I can't remember who they played Christmas Day, but they lost Christmas Day. They played uh, the Heat. The Heat. They lost to the Heat, and they lost to the. They lost to a good Heat team, and they lost to a good. Uh, uh, that's a good hit team and lost to a good Suns team. And for some reason, they're just, like, not talked about. It's very strange to me. So, no, so I think it's, like, one, like, kind of like you said, like, the thing with the media and whatever is, like, you're always kind of looking for the next shiny new thing, right? And, like, in that respect, like, the dude, the dude who's supposed to be next up when he gets to the league is inherently more exciting than the dude who's supposed to be next up who's currently in the league. That, that is the dude who's going to get nitpicked to hell and back because, like, he's there. And, like, why hasn't they won anything, even if they've only been there for, like, three years, hypothetically, right? Um, but also, like, like you said, Zion's in a, it's the Pelicans who don't get covered like that. And, like, one of the things, and, like, the thing about Zion for me is, like, some of the things that make him as good as he is are really easy to forget if, like, you're not paying attention to him. Like, Curry, like, you're always going to, even if you're not paying attention to him, like, shooting is easy to, like, the fact that you can knock down shots from anywhere is easy to pick up on. Um, the fact that, like, you have some of the best dunks in the league, a la, like, young Blake Griffin, is easy to remember with, even when no one's paying attention to you. One of the things that makes Zion as good as he is, he's just got otherworldly body control like part of why the defender doesn't matter to him is it like he will just like adjust his body around you right and like that is something that is hard for that is something that is easy to forget if like you're not watching him regularly like you you'll remember it as soon as you see him play for like five minutes but the minute he's out of your sight you're just like that nah, dunks i guess right <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think it's just like he's in the league now. He's not the the new thing, even if he is like amazing. Like he's not the exciting new thing anymore. We have to find some new exciting new thing because like he's already here. Yeah, and that's not good. Our attention spans are too our attention spans are too uh short because we should be focusing on the best players, not the most exciting players, whatever it is. But if we did that, we also wouldn't pay too much attention to Kyrie. So, uh, I said we'll pay attention more to Zion when he can. Listen, this Pelican team is gonna make the playoffs, and then he's gonna force you to pay attention. <laughs> I'm gonna lie to you, because speaking of playoff teams, let me just say this: speaking of playoff teams, that Phoenix Suns team, nice. <laughs> uh, but I will say this. Chris Paul, obviously, good pickup. Aiden stepping his game up big time. 
you know, he doesn't need any more time to be on the court after that ridiculous suspension he had. Not being ridiculous because he had a suspension, but the reasons of the suspension being like performance enhancing drugs or whatever it was that he got suspended for. But now uh, have- wasn't that Aiden? Or Aiden, my bad. Um now he's on the court. He's doing. He's he's looking really really good. He had like twenty and ten against uh, uh, the Clippers the other day. But Devin Booker is. I think we all know that he can score. But since he since he played for the Phoenix Suns, we had never watched him that much. Because uh, who wants to watch them? But I would argue he has the best footwork in the NBA. Like. I was watching some of the shots he was able to get off against the Clippers. If he had even average footwork, he's not getting these shots off. But like, it was it like, it was like watching somebody just do a drill, but like in a game. Like it, it was nuts to watch. Um, and I don't think he gets the like every time somebody thinks of footwork, they're always talking about you know the big men, right? Joel Embiid, or talking about whatever, some kind of big man they're all talking about when it comes to, you know, fantastic footwork. But Devin Booker, easily top two, three footwork in the NBA. And I can, what, Jason Tatum might be up there too, but Devin, Devin Booker's footwork makes Jason Tatum's footwork look basic. Like, like it, it was pretty incredible what I was seeing, but, you know, once again, I'm just now seeing this. Because when I, I I do have NBA League Pass, yes, but I'm not I didn't get that for the Suns. <laughs> you know what I mean? I definitely not. But watching them now with a little more eyes on them, watching, you know, I remember when Devin Booker scored that seventy points or it was, and I was like, this is just cheap seventy. They're just not even trying to play basketball. They're just passing the ball the whole entire time. You know what I mean? But but watching him now individually on a Chris Paul team, it's just like my God, that's ridiculous. Also, Chris Paul is going to go down as like the Charles Barkley of this generation. Are you talking about like as uh-huh. far as a superstar that doesn't win, but everybody loves him? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, and he's going to, he has more social, he's more socially aware than Charles Barkley was. So he has like a different kind of uh, legacy off, off the court, but on the court in terms of just basketball play. He's going to be considered the Charles Barkley of this generation. Like, it might even be less because he's never won an MVP or taken his team to the finals. <laughs> so, so he's done less in the NBA than what Charles Barkley has done, which is kind of nuts to say. I think getting that close to all-time great point guard level, though, I think that would be enough to hopefully wipe the not having an MVP and not getting out of, like, the second round. No, because he's had teams that he should have won championships with. Like, 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 yeah, you're right. Generally speaking, that would be the case. Like, if he, you know, the, the numbers would add up that that would be the case. But yeah. with Paul, he's had two or three chances. A couple in the Clipperland, a couple, or no, a couple in Clipperland, once, once with the once with the Rockets, and then we had a really good team with uh, David West and Tyson Chandler when he was in New Orleans. Like he had a really good team in New Orleans. Uh, was that the Katrina year? It might have been. It might have been the Katrina year. Oh, but they were in um, uh, OKC. Yeah, like no, what? Yeah, if it was the Katrina year, they were in OKC that year. 
that t- that that year, it might even that year, the year afterwards, they had a really, really, really good team. He's had a couple times to when he could at least gone to the finals, and he just never has. You you, you can go into reasons why he has it. You know, the body breaking down, and he's not a forty minutes a a game player because he plays like LeBron, but doesn't have the body of LeBron. You can say all these different things, but at the end of the day, he's had really, 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 really good teams, and he's never achieved what these teams, you know, uh, what well, he, he never achieved, he never achieved what he could have with these teams. Fairness to him, though, right? And like, maybe it's just, not, but like, was he ever like, were any of his teams ever the favorite to make it out of the West? Like, hold on, hold on, Clippers, yes. That oh no, no that 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 one crazy. Well, wait, wait, because the Spurs and was it the, the Spurs year? It was the one where they got beat by the Spurs. They got beat by the Spurs in seven games. And but it was like because like like and Chris Paul had like a game winner like one of the games off of like a really close to the basket like like that year they were the best they they were they were up there as the best team in the NBA like like they were people people picked them to come out of the West but through injuries and through whatever you know what I mean like unfortunate circumstances they didn't cut the West now was Chris Paul on the Rockets. When that game seven against the Warriors, they just missed every single three. Yeah, but he what pulled he, a hamstring in like game six. I know. It's <laughs> very unfortunate. Very unfortunate that that happens. But for some reason, Chris Paul just happens to, when, he, when he has the opportunity and the chance to get, make it to the finals and like legitimate chances. For some reason, those years, hammy pop, you know sprained ankle, ooh, his knee, or, like, something goes awry, and it just doesn't happen for him. And then, and we know this, but in 20, 30 years, we're going to be looking at, you know, our kids being like, no, I'm telling you, Chris Paul, he was a, but, but, but dad, he ain't got no rings. Like, it's going to be the exact same argument we have with certain people of the past. Like, it's so unfortunate, but it's just reality. I'm going to raise my kid right where they're not going to ask me about no damn rings. Rings do matter. Like, 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 let's not act like rings like, don't matter at all. They don't, they might matter for your greatness, but to tell you like how good you are, you don't, you don't need that. We, we can sit you in front of some like highlights of Charles Barkley and show you he was a dude. It just, it just looks good to have rings. That's like the it's different though. I don't like the That's bow. different though. I don't, I don't like the bows. So, what was it? There was there's something... a lot of dudes that got rings that don't need rings. Like, so what? Yeah, there's a lot of dudes that got rings that shouldn't have. Yeah, rings. but okay, listen, we're not, we're never gonna be talking about Derek Fisher in these conversations though. You know what I mean? Like, like, like Derek matter. Fisher got mad rings, but Robert Horry got mad rings. But we're not gonna be talking about Matt. We're not gonna talk about Matt or mm-hmm. Robert Horry was like Robert yeah. Horry, Derek Fisher. They were quintessential to the team of making it to. No, 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 no. We're talking about Kobe. We're talking about LeBron. We're talking about uh, we're talking about Michael Jordan. You know what I mean? Like we're talking about these guys. We're talking about the Scottie Pippins. We're talking about these guys. If you know. Very, uh, the rings do matter to an extent, though. Like, they don't matter as much as people make them out to matter, right? Because it's more of a team sport and blah, blah, whatever it is. But at the end of the day, they do matter a little bit, though, because the point of the game is to win. Like, no matter what, the point of the game is to win. 
You, you, you can be mad at LeBron for not winning every time we went to the finals. But LeBron got to the finals a lot, especially in a row. And you can't, like, that adds on to his, that adds on to his greatness automatically. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So if somebody doesn't dethrone LeBron or whatever it is, then that takes away from the legacy. Just like if people couldn't dethrone Michael Jordan, it takes away from the legacy also. Well, okay, so I guess this is relevant since we brought up Ring. This was something I read years ago. Because, um, like, we talk about nowadays, like, people like Ring, people talk about people Ring chasing and stuff. Um, but, like, the thing is, I'm pretty sure, like, the players are aware of, like, how their legacy is looked at and how important it is for your legacy to get a ring, right, wrong, or indifferent. And it's, what's the, uh, I can't remember the scientific term I'm looking for. Basically, how, like, when somebody knows the criteria by which they're being judged, they change their behavior to better meet that criteria. So, when you have players, especially players high level, aware that like they are being judged on rings, they're going to get we're going to get the stuff like we've seen last couple years, like you know, super teams and like KD going to Golden State and stuff. And like while I guess we can all agree that like rings aren't the only thing, even though there are plenty of people who will like disagree despite being despite clearly kind of being a dumb thing, even if we can be like, yeah, it matters to the legacy. That, like, there's an argument that we probably, that we are at least, like, people who pay attention to basketball make it matter more than it should. Especially, like, if you care about, like, players do, like, trying to, like, get a rainbow right way, however you want to define that. Okay, All garbage to me. <laughs> like, let's be let's because like let's not pretend like when KD retires, we'll be talking about how like his Golden R- State rings don't count for real. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. Like, and we'll take granted, the mic away count, from you people on KD's day. <laughs> granted, they have they, they but they count. Like, they count. Obviously, he won. They, but they, they don't count as much as like Jordan's rings do, or because, like. They don't, Magic but like crazy. for me, they don't count because he he took a whole way into it. Like you, like it's simple. You took a team to to seven seven games in the playoffs, the Western Conference Finals. You took a game, or you took a team to seven games, and then the next year you go and join the other team that beat you. That's if you are like if you are on the sidelines. In the rec center, and somebody's been beating you all day long. All of a sudden, one guy on the team leaves, and they go, "Hey, come pick, hey, come on our team." And me personally, I'm like, "No, I'm not gonna do that because I'm not your hoe." <laughs> like, I mean, you've been you've been dogging me all day long. I'm not gonna all of a sudden go to the old team and be like, all right, I'm on the win thing now. That's what KD did. And this, so that's only, that's all personal for me of why, like, it's like a, it's like a com- competitive nature thing, essentially. And I'm just like, no, nah, man, you know what I mean? I'm just like, that's, that, that ain't it. And his rings exist. They count. 
But everybody wants to find an asterisk every year now for a ring. Like, they wanted to put an asterisk on LeBron's ring, whatever, this year, right? Even though, like, it's hard. It was arguably harder this year than it was, uh, than it would be otherwise. But they're going to put it, people are going to want to put an asterisk on the ring. And he does, but at the end of the day, he did get to those rings. And when he's out, they, if he's out, they wouldn't got those rings. But also, if he's out, the team wouldn't have been looking the same. It would have been more angled around Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, not around KD. So, like, you could also make that argument, too. You know what I mean? And when you angle a team around Klay Thompson and uh, Steph Curry, you make it to the championships three times. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you still make it to the championship two or three times. Like, it is what it is. Um, but I just think, like, Kevin Durant, his rings are just weird to me. <laughs> like, I don't – like – I'm not a ba- I'm a historian, but I just think there's no situation in basketball of somebody who got rings like him, like in the way he got rings, especially being like the like and it's different because he's the greatest scorer that we've seen. Like, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't watching Michael Jordan's playing. You know what I mean? Like, but he's the greatest scorer we've seen. So for a great to do something like that, I'm just like. You were great, dog. <laughs> like, like, act like it. You know what I mean? And and he didn't, but he still got rings. Oh, I'm upset. Now. I'm so upset right now. It's. I completely agree with everything you said, though. But yeah, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Like, I got really frustrated me just now. And now he. Gonna, but, I was. I was trying to explain to my kids today why. Why? Why Kevin Durant is a hoe? <laughs> like I was like. <laughs> The kids like, but kids are like in the eighth and seventh grade. So like, I started watching basketball in like the seventh, eighth grade. So like, I know for a fact they weren't, you know, watching basketball or really remembering basketball at least when they were, uh, you know, uh, fourth grade or whatever it is. I mean, fifth, fourth grade. And so I'm just like, like, man, KD, man, he got the rings. I'm like, no, no, no. You like, you let's talk about these rings real quick. And I, I set them all down the, on their basketballs and had a real deep discussion about this today. So like, this is really hitting me close to my heart. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm trying to teach the next generation what being a hoe is all about, KD. Right. <laughs> hey, don't, don't ruin them. Don't ruin Kevin Durant for them babies, bro. I ain't ruin <laughs> oh, them. I happily would. I'm not even going to pretend. He got Thomas say he ain't gonna front. He gonna ruin. Like, listen, if you don't, if your if your legacy, if you don't want your legacy to be ruined by the gen, by the general population, then don't do hoish things. Like, just don't do it. If you don't do it, then I got nothing to complain about. Like, like, and let's, and let's not get it twisted. Too many people, re- like, and I've talked to people about this. Too many people remember it as Russell Westbrook screwed up that game seven. Uh, against Golden State, Kevin Durant missed a lot of shots. Like Kev- Kevin Durant did not play. He, like he played, he played good, but there was there was opportune things that have opportune situations that happened in that game that Kevin Durant really messed up on, and people disregard that because people love love to hate on Russell Westbrook, especially now since leaving. Um, uh, but. A lot of people do have like revisionist history about that that game seven. So the way you lead or you you know don't essentially show up in clutch times against Golden State that game, all of a sudden you go to their team like that. That's that, that makes my skin crawl. <laughs> like how like that is the most 
it it makes me upset that somebody mentioned NBA with that competitive with that kind of competitive mindset. <laughs> like the only way you make it to the NBA with that competitive mindset is you're six ten, move like you're five ten, and you shoot like you're six foot. Like that's that's the only way you make it there. And it bothers me that this soft hoe who got burner accounts. I mean, are we even talking about that? I know we I know we ain't discussing the burner accounts, but he got burner accounts. Made it that far. Man. And I loved Kevin Durant too. I loved Kevin Durant. He was OK OKC. But since then he just been might as well call him Charmin because he's soft. <laughs> I'm disappointed in you, bro. I'm sick, bro. I'm so sick right now. Like this is <laughs> I feel oh, like man. this is a good stopping point, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry. This, this is going to be a quick win because ain't no basketball happened last week as far as I'm concerned. I mean, it didn't do much <laughs> with some other stuff real quick. Um, I what, I remember I predicted that uh, Morant would win the scoring title. That say, like, probably like 30 minutes later, he, get, he gets, he rolls his ankle contesting a shot and he's out for like six weeks. Um, well, we talked about the Suns are good. Um, yeah, top defense in the league, surprisingly. That's yeah. That is not something I expected from them. Um, what all the March Madness stuff is going to be happening in Indianapolis this year? Villanova has stopped their basketball stuff for like the second or third time this season because of COVID. Um. Let's see, I feel like I'm missing something. But it was a slow week in basketball for us. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think this, that's the, <laughs> this <is> a good closer. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for tuning in to another oh, episode. Oh, there's a hoe. Thank you for tuning in for another episode. I am your host, Alan Pettigrew. Uh, Man in the blue shirt to my boy Calvin McGowan, the man in the black shirt to my boy Philip Dixon. Hope you enjoyed the KD hate episode. Yeah, KD. Oh, the title of this podcast. Like surprisingly, I I didn't, I didn't see this coming. Yeah, I didn't either. What I call it, spade a spade. (laughs) Well, thanks for tuning in. (laughs) See you next week.